Oh, ooh, that was pleasant. That was nice. That's really all you're gonna give us? Yeah, dude. We'll hear the rest people later. Are, people are gonna listen to that and immediately be like, "This sounds like the most boring album Ben Folds Five has ever done." They might not be wrong. Um, welcome. That's rude. Welcome back. Th- that's Max Gongaware. You're listening to um, the music arc, but specifically the subtitled music arc of Lost in the Folds. Where myself, Sunshine Mayfield, and my, the one and only Max Gongaware are going over all of Ben Folds' stuff, his discography with Ben Folds 5. This podcast is so cleverly titled. <laughs> yeah. You Lost like, in the Folds? Yes, you didn't know. That's so good. It makes sense now. Yeah. Wow. Because Folds, like, Lost in the Fold is like a thing that people say. It's like an idiomatic phrase, yes. you know? But his last name is Folds. And sometimes, like, as the resident Ben Folds fan on this podcast, I do get lost in the folds. Lost in the music of folds. Do you? Yeah. How often do you find yourself just driving by, like, an hour's gone by in the car, and you're like, oh, oh shit, I've just been listening to Ben Folds for so long. I mean, fairly regularly. There have definitely been times where I, like, extend my drive to work just so I can finish this song. Especially if it's, like, Wandering, you know? You don't know Wandering yet because I we don't. haven't we talked haven't about got it. that album yet. But Wandering is a perfect song for getting lost in the folds. I, you know? I look forward to it. He's got some real gems, he does. And some real jams. Um, to this episode, episode three. Mm, which the Phantom Menace. So, which you thought was, was that going right? to be. Did I get that right? I'm no, honest. no, but that's a good joke. <laughs> um, What's episode three? I haven't you, seen You it. initially, uh, the, I don't know, the Sith Returns of the Dark Lord. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Oh, it's the um, episode three... The Return of the King. Yeah. So. Um, the King Towers. Yep. The King Towers. The Dark Tower. Um, the so, Deathly Towers. <laughs> so you initially th- said that three episodes was where we were going to stop. We said you didn't think we were going to make it past three episodes that this was going to die before then. We're there now. Yep. Well, this do, you is think, our, do you think this so is So welcome good? to our last podcast, <laughs> this, y'all. Uh, I think we're going to make it. I think we're going to make it at least one more. That's my guess. I'm not hedging bets yet. We'll see. He's got so that? much more music. What does hedging bets mean? Did well, I use that correctly? It's where you, I where you trim it down uh, with a with some type of mechanical tool. Can You're you hedging it over the hedging. Yep. Or. Uh, yep. They call that dead air. Yeah, that is dead air. Tough crowd. Ooh, jokes. That's the second over the hedge reference we've made on this podcast so far. How, You're welcome. <laughs> how many more can we make before the end of it? You're welcome, ladies um, and gentlemen. But you just heard uh, the intro bits to the first track of what album, Max? Uh, we are. We will today be discussing the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner. Ooh, we will be. But before we get to that, before we dig in, to before we get lost in the folds, right? let's talk about other stuff. Let's talk about just music in general. This is the music arc, an arc of e-production, um, and we're recording where? We are here at the beautiful Sports Channel 8 studios in Durham, North Carolina. So thank you, Sports Channel 8, for allowing us to record here. That was very kind of them. If you want to learn more about them, I don't know how many music slash sports crossover people we have listening. There's got to be a few. I watch sports. I know some things about sports. You can visit us at sportschannel8.com. Visit them at sportschannel8.com. Yeah, is it, a, is it an 8, like the the word 8, or the number 8? It's actually spelled like the past tense of to eat. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Sports Channel 8, like they ate all the stuff at the yeah. buffet. I'm joking, it's the number 8. <laughs> okay, great. Sportschannel8.com. Don't type in number. <laughs> Sports Channel pound key 8. So, so thank you again to Sports Channel 8 for letting us use their Nobody studio. Nobody is ever going to find that website. <laughs> but, uh... 
So what's what have you been listening to recently? What's uh, what's been on your radar music wise that you've been digging into? So we call this segment something outside the box it's or the something. Music, like. It's the music corner. It's a corner where we listen to music where we don't talk about Ben Folds. No anymore. Ben Folds. This is this is just music. All right. So several weeks ago it was Hanukkah. We're we're now recording this on a January 2018 day. Yeah. Just so you guys know that like we've recorded episodes. But you're you're gonna hear them later, so some things and references might be a little. Ugh. So what you're saying is we're not live right now. We're not live Shoot. right now. Yep, turns out okay. not how that works. Uh, so recently it was Hanukkah in my world, um, and I discovered a fun video by a band called Haim, H A I M, and they were singing a, uh, a a Hanukkah song that they had prepared, and I was like, oh, they seem cool. Three Jewish sister girls. That's not, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wonder what they're about. And I went and listened to a, an actual Haim album, and I've enjoyed it. It's it's a fun album. There, It was released in 2017. I don't remember what it's called, but it's good. According to the Spotify, it's uh, Something to Tell You. Great. That and sounds right. There's a song on that album called Something to Tell You, which we will not play now. This is not Something to Tell You, but it's Haim. It's good. Trust me. The music video for that song is really, really cool. What happens to that? It's all done in one shot, uh, and it basically just features the three sisters of Haim walking down the streets and occasionally like shimmying and chalaying and... Uh, I think those are. Oh, so that was the one when I walked in on you guys on in, on New Year's when I came over to your house that you guys were all reenacting the video yes. in your living room. Exactly. Okay, great. <laughs> Just making we sure we each chose a sister to like shadow, and we did the moves. You yeah, know? that was good. It's, yeah, it's a fun music video. They they seem fun. They seem fun. Yeah, they're doing a tour. They're coming. It's coming out. It's the, called Sister Sister Sister. Yeah, because there's three of them. Yeah, it's a good, clever name. Did you see the uh, the promo? Yeah, I did. I did see the promo where it was like they were singing the theme song to Sister Sister. Yes, and the third sister comes in and is like, "What are you doing? Why? Why? Yeah, I I I enjoy them. I've been listening to them a good bit of late. So check out Heim. Heim. Is that where they get the name? No, I think that's actually their last name. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Huh. I've been listening to uh the newest album from uh Nathan Hussey. Uh, who of course. Is, who is um the lead singer of a band called All Get Out. Mm. Um and he put out an album and it's it's really good. Um it's got a series of music videos that go along with it with him just playing the songs next to a fire. And it's like really, really good. Little singer songwriter style with an electric guitar. Um but here's a track from his album Hitchens that just came out, um, called Vacancy. I'm lonely, Dana, should I be around? Guess I stay put. Did you say lonely Danish? Who's on mission? Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, maybe. But he's uh, he's been known to throw some stuff in on tour that's pretty funny to me. One time, he's got a song um, with All Get Out where he talks about missing his baby girl. But on tour, he constantly throws in baby squirrel subtly. Um, they're mm. out there, and you either catch it or you don't. But it's always pretty funny to me. Is he related to Bob Hussey? 
I don't know. Maybe. That was my ninth grade geometry teacher. Oh. So. Prob- maybe. Could good, be. Good guy, Bob Hussey. Goodbye. Well, Shout out to Bob Hussey. There you go. Uh, check out Nathan Hussey's album, Hitchens. Um, it's definitely worth a listen. And then they're going to be sending out a new All Get Out album. They just started writing and recording, so that should be fun. And then also check out Bob Hussey's geometry class at uh, Raleigh Charter High School. Uh, Is he still of, there? I, I assume so. You just assume teachers just stay there 10 years after you're gone? Don't they? <laughs> Aren't they there forever? Some. I don't know. It's, I, I have no idea. So, all right. So, let's get into um, let's get into the album. Let's. The Unauthorized Biography of Reinhold Messner by Ben Folds 5, their third album. Correct. Can you tell me? Sure. Who is Reinhold Messner? No idea. I think it's just like a name they made up. Really? I don't know. I don't know. All right. I assume that maybe you've done the research since you're... Like let, me, let me pull it up. Let me see what I can find. So we got, who is Reinhold Messner? So apparently this dude is an Italian mountaineer, adventurer, explorer, and author of several um, things. Uh-huh. Um, grew up in the Italian province of South... I'm not even... Tyrol? Yep. I don't know. I don't speak Italian, so... That was butchered. And then uh, he was the first to solo ascent Mount Everest, the first ascent of Everest without any supplemental oxygen, um, and was the first climber to ascend all 14 peaks. Huh. And then he was the first person to cross the Antarctic and Greenland with neither snowmobiles nor sled dogs. Wow. How about that? I always thought it was just some made-up name that they... Well, so here's the kicker. The uh, title of the album is a reference to a name that the band's drummer, Darren Jesse, and his friends would have on their fake IDs as teenagers. Nerds. Um, and then the band was unaware of the existence of the real Reinhold Messner. So it was a made-up name, to the, like, as far as they were concerned. Yes. Okay. And then they found out quickly after uh, they had an interview with a radio station, and they were told that Reinhold Messner was a real person. Apparently, the real Reinhold Messner reached out to him and was like, I dig the album. Good job. Well, there <laughs> so, you go. Um, Did he say that in English or Italian? I don't know. How the dude Reinhold Messner does not sound Italian to me. That is a very German sounding name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know this. Like, I just what I pulled off of the Wikipedia was what I know about him. So, oh, so it could this could all just be false. I, I'm pretty sure that you got to like really cite some sources now with Wikipedia. It's not the thing that teachers were like weren't allowing us to use when it was seventh and eighth grade research projects. Speak for yourself. But they they make you cite sources, and so you can back up majority of the stuff on on the Wikipedia. It's not just fake news. Mm. So all right, so that's a background to the album. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and you know, you, you, the more you know, diddly right? Who knew? Stars over your head. So is that, why is it like? Aren't stars over my head also like a sign that I've been concussed? Yeah, possibly. You know, but the I'm more like, you know, I'm thinking about like the commercial. It's like the more you know, and then like the rainbow the old, stars, it's like, the old like NBC commercial. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, Shout out N- to NBC. Is that NBC? I don't know. Well, okay, gonna... so let's get into the album. So tell me your thought. Just you know, we'll break it down track by track. But you dig it? You you think it's one of their better ones? What what's your thoughts? I like it. Um, as I'll say for every album that we do. On yeah, this, I like on it. It's, it's a good album. Uh, it's definitely, it was released to uh, some, I don't know about, it was not a very popular Mediocre album. criticism. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. So, 
it's definitely different. Like I feel like Ben Folds Five, whatever, never I'm in. People were like, oh, this is cool. Like Brick was a big hit. There's lots of other excellent stuff from whatever. The rest, never. Of, rest of that album is also phenomenal. I agree. Um, so I think people were kind of expecting like a big, more of the same kind of thing from Ben Folds Five, and then they released Reinhold. And it wasn't what people were expecting, which obviously meant we hate it. But I mean, I don't know about that because, like, it still very much sounds like Ben Folds Five to me, and Ben Folds in general. Like, it still very much has his style of tickling the piano subtly behind different runs and of verse structures and choruses and everything else. And so it's very still like Ben Folds, and then it has like yeah, I feel like he's kick-ins. he definitely tries to do some like more experimental stuff on this album. Yeah, sure. Um, but it starts off with narcolepsy, which we heard a little bit of. Um, we heard a little bit of earlier, and it's I mean it's a solid it's a solid start to the album. Like it is not a bad start to the album whatsoever. But like it just it's a great example of how we talked about on the first two series episodes about how both of those albums kick off with just like boom in your face Jackson Cannery and uh Solemn Faces Dwarf Angry Dwarf whatever yeah. that song's called uh and then this one just kind of like it's really quiet and soft and and I guess it does it does kick in, in at some point you it's get, not you quite right the, in your is the same right in your face oh here it comes again but yeah so i mean it's it's a solid it's a solid intro and I, it starts to feel like this is going to have a, a bunch of movements throughout the entire album And then you get these strings that come in, and you're like, "Yes." Yeah, so this is a little bit different. This is this is seems like Ben Folds pulling his Brian Wilson, where he's going to do some experimental stuff. And talking about the closer for the San Francisco that Giants, is not who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but it's it's it seems like this is he's trying to make this like his opus. This is going to be his masterpiece. Um, and it, it's this song's very much sets up the entire album very well. Yeah, I, I mean, I I dig this song. I dig this album. So you get this good, subtle, bombastic, and then back to being this, this calming Nice song. use of bombastic. Right? I like that word. Wow, that's like a ninth grade literary term. Ooh, someone's taking a thesaurus. Um, so, <laughs> so you get narcolepsy, which is very solid. Um, and then it ends, and it kind of, to me it kind of drags at the end. You get the... Um, What's the line at the end of it the entire time? I'm not tired. I'm not tired. I'm just something. Um, so he says that over and over again. You're like, all right. So it starts to drag a little bit towards that ending, and then it creeps into and flows into don't change your plans, um, which is another I – th- I thought this was a very strong song. Yep. Um, and a very good – I think these two songs matched up together very well. I like this song a lot. Yeah, I dig the piano throughout the pre-chorus. Um, the entire song really bounces, and I enjoy its soft refrain. Like, I think it did a really good job, and I, I like it a lot. And, and it's another example of um, him doing something different with the horn the horn section in the middle of the song. They get a nice little... They get a moment, you know? Nice little moment. They get the time to shine. This is one of those uh, songs that like I really like uh, a line from. It's coming up here. Not yet. 
I won't, we're not going to listen to the whole yeah, song. We don't either. have to. I can just um, I can just say the line, you know. But I enjoy the, the when the bridge comes in, they have the harmonizing, and then you're right, the horns kick in. What's the line you're talking about? All I know is I got to be where my heart says I ought to be. It often makes no sense. In fact, I never understand these things I feel. Wow, that was beautiful. Wow, Penfolds, and and the and the gang and the gang, which is I mean one of my criticisms of his first album was that the lyrics never really they didn't hold a lot of weight. Like they seemed very superfluous. They were just out there, except for throwing Julia, it Julia. down with the thesaurus and vocab words. Ooh. Superfluous. Ooh, that's good. You had your coffee this morning. Yeah, man, I got it. In, it's a espresso shot in it too. You mean an espresso? Mm. Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. But it was um, I enjoy so I enjoyed those two songs. And then we get into <laughs> I like some. Then we get into mess, and I think what um, mess I think is definitely an example of a song where he was probably just trying to do too much. Well, and I th- and magic. So I really enjoy Dolly Parton's Jolene, mm-hmm. and I think that that's one of the greatest songs out there. Okay, I love that song. Mess gi- mess gives me that vibe, but it comes up, but it doesn't play it as well. Hmm. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Yeah, I don't think he was thinking of that song. Well, I don't think he was. I'm just saying it gives me that vibe, right? I, I mean, you know. But I, uh, ultimately, it's like it's fine. It's not a bad song, but I, I think it's out of his repertoire and catalog. I think it's pretty forgettable like it's not there's nothing special about the song mess i kind of tend to agree but that doesn't mean i dislike it sure but it's it's just kind of there and so it seems like a filler slot and for the number three song to be just kind of like a filler i just it, you start to lose interest in then do you ever put like put together albums like you would construct a baseball lineup and like you think that the number three spot needs to be the most important spot i definitely own? it's like a good mixtape you got to have your it's got to ebb and flow but you got to make sure that it's strong throughout you can't just throw it you know your number nine hitter has to be someone who's going to get on base so that the other people can push them around, you know? You're such a fan of the American League. Your number nine hitter has to get on base. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> I like the designated hitter, man. That's garbage. Um, but so, mess is all right. And then we get into magic. And I got to tell you. You love magic. I hate this song. You love magic. Sure, I love magic. The gathering. Close-up magic. Magic the gathering. You, you know, know, like the Coin song. tricks. Card tricks. I don't like paying to go see magicians. That's silly. I like magic. The, the song, song magic? Yeah. Da, 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 I, I hate da, da. it. It reminds me a little bit of like going to Temple. I hate it. Not a fan of the Sha-La-Las. I think they're terrible. I think any time that Ben Folds does like his version of scatting or it's not scatting, but it's, you know, when he's he's doing his musical vocal fills, mm. they're bad because he's not a good singer and it doesn't play well. Mm. Um, and I thought magic is repetitive emotionally void I like and it the drags timp- and it drags I and like it the drags timpani. the timpani is a nice touch sure but it, I just think it's boring Ooh. I like it and it just does this for the whole song that's what songs do change it up man nope like it's fun to be simple and but it's just this and the and his vocals stay the same and it's just boring from start to finish I like it. I think when it com- when it compares to other ballads that he's written and done, sure, it is it is by far the worst. I don't. Yeah, sure. I mean, that doesn't make it make it bad. To it, me. Uh, well, the fact of the ma- it he's is, he's a good ballad writer. Sure, he's not a good ballad singer. 
Right, but so. he's got ballads that where he sings on, you're like, wow, this is actually pretty impressive. This is where you and I disagree on Ben Folds, is because I think maybe some of the flaws in his singing are what makes him so great. I disagree. I, I disagree I, wholeheartedly. I you do. This is a format in which we are all, each allowed to insert our opinion. I'm not saying we have to agree with each other, but I wanted to make that point. Sure. I'm just saying I think... You're talking over magic. How dare you? I think it's. I don't think it's good. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Um, well, I can't wait to hear what you think of hospital song. I like hospital okay. song. Um, and the old, but here's here's what I'll say: as a standalone song, again, pretty boring and repetitive. As an intro into Army, yes, perfect. Yep. Um, I was going to mention that too. So it plays. It's a, a hospital song into Army is a great one-two punch, and mm. it's just like it's a it plays perfectly. But on itself, if you were just to play me hospital song, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely. Uh, but when you add army on the top, you're like, okay, I get it now. These two play together perfectly. Yeah, yeah I agree. Are you gonna play a hospital song for us, it's, or? I mean, it's short, but it's not that short. Like, I didn't know if you were gonna play. A no, clip but from I do. It. I will say that uh, army is uh, is incredible, and so we'll play that. Oh, we can say cuss words. I forgot. And those keys are beautiful, and I loved how it goes from you got this guitar riff into this, and it's just bass riff. Bass riff, sorry. What was a bass, not a guitar? I just don't want the listeners to be confused. So yes, I think the musicality in this song is is better than anything else on the album. Also, this this album came out in '99 before Chick Fil A was the uh, the thing it is, like the national favorite brand that it is. Yeah. Sure. So, there's some buzz marketing from Ben Folds 5 for Chick-fil-A. Who saw that one coming? Yeah, so hospital song into Army, amazing. The horn section comes back. Yep, it does. He's good. I, what I like about this song is it reminds me. I love this song. I love this song. And you've seen this song. I, you and I attended a Ben Folds concert. Back in the day. I mean, a few months ago. Yeah. And he played this song live, and it's really cool how he lets the crowd do the horn section from mm-hmm. Army That's for right. him. Um. And so I really I thought this was amazing, and it reminds me that you know he's this whole album has beautiful moments throughout it. Some are in pieces of songs, some are, some are entire songs, um, and it's another reminder that he's clearly talented as hell. Like the dude knows what he's doing. Um. So, but for me on this album specifically, you don't get it throughout the entire time. Like it's not a constant, you know, strong section of music. It is just got bits and pieces for me. Army. Arguably being the best thing on this record for me. I think you've seen throughout Ben Folds' career, you see a lot of examples of, you know, this dude is talented as hell, but he's also will not afraid to take chances and experiment and like do some push push out some things that maybe a lot of people aren't going to like. So sure, and I think that sometimes album is, he'll do that experimentation. Um, and I, I've cheated. I've listened ahead. Oh. Um, no. But so like you, there are moments on future albums and on even on past albums where he takes a risk and you're like, yeah, that. that that works and it's good. There are moments um, where it doesn't. Well, you got to risk it to, to get the to get the biscuit. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm aware. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. All right, and so he's like a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to make like a basketball or baseball comparison, like a a Jalik Felton, the current uh, backup point guard for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Okay, talk to me about you that. You see the talent there. He shows bits and pieces, but then occasionally he'll like 
try too hard and just turn the ball over trying to do something very simple. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's what you got out of magic where it's just, the, you call it the same thing over and over again. I think it's his way of trying to like make his magnum opus or whatever you said earlier. Yeah. I don't know. Jaleek Felton's not very good yet. So <laughs> you can't, you can't, I'm gonna say, if you're making that comparison, you're like, well, in that sense, Ben Folds isn't great. Yeah. Well, Jaleek Felton will be excellent someday, we hope. And there are moments, though, where he does simple things, and it's so beautiful. And Keep then, it simple, stupid. And then that works. And there are times. I want to rock and roll all night. Yeah. So then we get to. Do you see what I did there? You want to rock? I don't want to rock and roll all night. No, I said, keep it simple, stupid, and then I named a Kiss song. No. I get it. Yep. You're you're so witty. It was important to me to make sure the listeners were following along. I didn't want to leave them in the dust. Do you find that explaining... I didn't want them to get lost you, in the fold. Do you, do you find that explaining your jokes... A joke that needs explanation is actually one of my favorite types <laughs> of jokes. I know it's bad. It's a bad... Like, I would never be a successful stand-up comedian because of this. You do a lot of shotgun humor. It's just constantly throwing jokes out and hopefully, like... Yeah, if you get ten percent to stick. Yeah, I call myself a works. streaky volume joker. Nope. Yep. Nope. We'll see if that pans out for you. We'll see. So we go from Army, the favorite, my favorite track on the record. I don't know how you feel about it. You're on the record as saying that. Yes, I am. And then we go into your redneck past. You pronounced that very well. <laughs> your redneck past. Uh huh. Um. And so, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I like it, of course, because I like everything. Bam, 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 It's you know, it's, it's another kind of weird one. You probably don't like these OOOs. I think those are fine. I just, uh, I think it just berates you with that that eight, those eight notes on the keys over throughout the entire course of the song. Um, and it almost the whole song almost acts as a joke without a punchline. Um, I just don't think it works. And it's maybe a joke that needs explanation. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's why you like this yeah. album and this song. Um, I think the bridge is strong, but I don't think that saves you from the repetitive verse structure and the mediocre chorus. So. Sure. I would I would definitely. I think that actually may be my least favorite song on the album. Oh, that's what I wrote. Least favorite song on the album. Well, there you go. We can agree on something. Yeah, we can. So I still like it, though. I don't. So your least favorite song is like, yeah, it's just not as good as the others. And mine's like. It sucks. <laughs> like it's not uh, just not I, as good. It's not I, good. I mean, th- as strongly as you spoke about magic and your dislike for magic, I thought I mean, maybe man. they're tied. I don't know. But when I was going through this album and taking notes, that's I wrote that one as being my least favorite on the album. Good for you. Well, you know, gotta have opinions, right? Um, and then we go into your most valuable possession, which is funky. I love it. And yeah. I, yes, uh, I think that that's a. Uh, it's a. It's just his dad. Mm-hmm. It's a voicemail his dad left him. You, did you do some research? No, I mean I. Well, yes, I found out it was his dad, but you, he, he he says it on the song. He says, uh, "I think you're right." This is, this is your dad. So it's his dad leaving a leaving a voicemail like mid morning, just saying like, "Hey, I'm thinking of you," and kind of giving him an update on like life and talking about nice. making sure he's cherishing his most pow- you know his you know most valuable possession, which is his mind. Yeah, which was I thought, and I enjoyed that. That was a segue, and I I like concept albums, and I like. When people throw in, because it shows a little bit of where they come from. It shows a little bit of vulnerability. It shows, like, Mm -hmm. a connection that you can make. And so I like when bands do those types of things, entering out into and out of songs. I think it works well. Yeah, I I like it. And this is, I I guess, his first attempt or at uh, in the future of Ben Folds, we will see a lot more, like, just kind of 
music behind spoken words. We see that a little bit more with some of his collaborations and some other songs that he does. He does another song with a voicemail, I think, from his ex-wife. And he has another album with William Shatner where it's a lot of just music behind spoken words. William Shatner spoken word. Yeah. So I, so I think it plays well, and I think that it works in this, and I think in the context of an album like this where he's trying to, like, make something that's up, you know, more than just one song at a time, but more of like a 12-track movements mm-hmm. or 12 movements throughout a whole piece, I, I think, think it works. I think it plays well. Um, and then it goes into Regrets, which I'm kind of bored by. I, yeah, I think this, this album has a few of those songs that, like, on first listen, like, you might be bored by. Regrets is one that I think really picks up. And like the more I listen to it, I actually really, really like regrets. Well, I like it has this big swelling breakdown at the end of the song, yeah. and I really enjoy that. I think that you get you know a little bit more power and emotion out of that aspect of things. Um, but overall, I think that you know, yeah, it's just it's just not as strong as stuff that you've heard him put out before, and it's not even close to being the strongest on this album. Um, not every song can be the strongest on the album. Yeah, but it's not even close. That's what I'm saying. Like, you should have. You want contenders. You want to like go through an album and be like, "Oh, this is a good song. It's probably the best." And then like, I do. You listen to it two months later, and you're like, "Oh no, this is the best song." And then you no, listen to it. That's what happens. Two months later, not on this album. There's I disagree. You do maybe with two or three songs, but you can, you know. I I go back and forth between a lot of songs on this album that I really really like. So I'm not a huge fan of Regrets, but I did. Um, Probably my second favorite track on the album is the one right after that, which is Jane, which I uh, really loved. Yep. You're okay with this scatting, the Jane D. Jane? I think this is probably a song that he sounds better on vocal wise than any of the other ones I think it, it blends very well I love the fun little jazz fusion going on throughout it mm-hmm. um, and then just the, uh, the kind of the synth keys play very well into it as well and then the chorus is really great I love the chorus on this song um, so we'll take it I want to take it all the way to at least the chorus because I think that it's one of the better choruses throughout the entire album yeah I'm a fan of this song this one has consistently made like my best of Ben Folds playlist here's the chorus And then you get some of those experiments. He makes some of those sounds that are either voicemails or like recordings of people's voices talking to him. And you get a little bit of that in the course as well. And so those are moments where you say, all right, he's trying to bring in some different stuff. And it works. That song's great. And it blends perfectly into it. His voice is wonderful on that. I just, I love that song. Um, so but that and Army, amazing. Narcolepsy is a great way to kick off the album. Everything else just kind of falls by the wayside. I disagree. I, th- I think there's a lot of really good stuff in there. I will say that it's real hit or miss. And so I'm going to, overall, I think it's got some pretty great gems. Are we not going to talk about Lullaby? Oh, we can. It's fine. That was my thought on Lullaby. It's fine. I like it a lot. Shout out James Earl Jones. 
Yeah, he does. Sure. It's a nice little ditty. It ultimately gets lost in the shuffle, and it doesn't shine bright enough on its own to, or in the context of the album. So ultimately, really like consistently it. makes my best of Ben Folds pod, or playlist. Lullaby does? Absolutely. How long are your songs? Do you just put 100 songs on the best of Ben Folds playlist? There's like 50. <laughs> so that's not really like it. Sure. In that sense, it might be one of his top 50 songs. Great. He's got a lot of songs, sure, Alex. Sure, but I, don't, I, just, I think it's fine. Um, I think you need to be a little bit more selective. But. I think you're like, the, I, I, my, my understanding of the reason we're doing this podcast is for me to try to convince you to enjoy Ben Folds 5 and then you just you just like won't even listen to me. You're not uh, even well, giving it a tell chance. Tell me, why should I love the song Lullaby? Because it's really good. <laughs> I need you to unpack that a little bit. It gives a shout out to James Earl Jones. That's the one reason I should. I love James There's, Earl Jones as, next, as much as the next person. And it circles back to our Star Wars joke earlier. That's where I was about to go back to. (laughs) So I think there are some really great piano breaks in in Lullaby and just instrumental breaks in Lullaby that I think are are wonderful. Sure. And wonderful to listen to and and just a top 50 song for Ben (laughs) Fuller. So, all right, top 50. I'll give you that. It might be one of his top 50 songs. Thank you. Um, and I think going through this process, sure, we are, I'm discovering Ben Folds and I'm doing it with someone who loves Ben Folds. Yeah, I and guess as I'm discovering things, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm mining some gems, I'm mining some diamonds, and then I'm mining some coal. There's some there's some stuff in there that you, you know just what that coal need. might turn into after a few more listens. A diamond. There you go. Yeah, but you got to really sit on it and squeeze that coal for a long time for that to happen. I don't like the image of you sitting on it and squeezing it. But <laughs> seems seems a strange imagery. There are, 50, there are 52 songs on my best of Ben Folds playlist, <laughs> which is on Spotify if anybody wants to go find it. We'll check that out. We might we might put that in the article that this uh, episode comes out with. But um, I, think I haven't I haven't uh, done the data on like how many are Ben Folds solo, how many are Ben Folds five, how many are like Ben Folds with Nick Hornby has a couple songs on this list. Shatner did not make the list apparently. I might not have even, to not even common people. You really like common people. I'm, I do. You know, that's one of those that like I've listened to maybe too many times. Fair. We'll get to some more of those um, when we get to the next episode. But um, overall, I think the talent has always been there. But to me, it's a 40 minute album that sometimes feels like two hours. Like I felt like I was like, I can't believe I'm still listening to this album. Um, I think it's clear that Ben Folds is talented. But his writing has been stronger on previous efforts. And the album as a whole is probably as weak as so far that we've listened to. I think it is their worst album, which is weird. I know he, like, he. You really didn't love Ben Folds 5, the solo, the self did Yes, I, I think this is worse than that album. Huh. But I think that, I think Ben, uh, whatever and ever Amen is incredible. I thought that he got master track after master track. It's amazing. Great. This one, not so much. So I'm, I'm giving this a four out of mm. ten. I'm going to give it a, what, what have I given the other two? I don't remember, man. So you know, it's, you're always around like seven or eight or like. Yeah, I'm going to give this a seven or an eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really, it's a really good album. I love it. Where would you rank it? So we've listened to all three. We've listened to all of Ben Folds 5 with the exception of they come out with like a. Yeah, there's weird, another one. Like, yeah, yeah, it's in like, like 2012. Yeah, so we got years road. to go before we get come back to these guys, but. Uh, I'd probably rank mine on the same, the same order that you rank yours, but mine are all like eight, eight, seven. Like <laughs> you got like a seven and then an eight and then like a nine. Yeah. I'm sitting here with four, five, nine. Yeah. 
So I think maybe we rank them in the same order. It's just that I still like all three. All right. Well, as we uh, before we wrap everything up, it's time for my favorite segment, mm. which is unrelated mediocre album comparison time. Can't wait. I know you can't. So um, the album that we are going to be talking about today is one that you know of. You're aware of. You listen to it. It's 1999's Willennium by Will Smith. Okay. 1999 Willenniums by Will Smith. You know. I'm vaguely aware of it. You know it, right? Like I know that it is an album that exists. Um, and so this was. I thought it was huge back in the day. Um, back in the day of back 1999. Um, it had tracks on it like Will 2K. Freaking it, La Fiesta, Ooh. Pump Me Up. It even had the Wild Wild West. Yeah, that's the only, Wild Wild West is the only one I could like remember. I think you'll remember. Will Smith did a case partnered up with Casey for Will Two K from Casey and JoJo. Oh, and that was all. That was the party song in nineteen ninety nine for us. Too much scatting. It's also got classic Will Smith just. Woo! Hi! I don't curse! Too much scatting for me. Sure. Yeah, I don't really remember this, honestly. Well, so I I know where you stand. You're going to say that Mesner is better than Will Willinium by Will Smith. Yeah, and you're going to say that Willinium is better. I'm going to say that, yes, we have gotten to a point where I have found a mediocre album. That is better than a Ben Folds 5 album. Way to go. You did it. They're two and one. All right. It's a winning record. Yeah. The, well, we'll see. He's got how many more albums that we have to go through. We got so. a shot at an at-large bid in yeah. the tournament. You're, right now, you're, you're panning at 66.7%. I mean, it's six repeating percent. It's the number of the devils. I rounded up, man. So wow, look I'm at a, you and your math. I'm so fancy. First English, now math. What yeah. else can you do? Mm, sometimes science. So, but yeah, I, I just I it didn't do anything for me. Willennium? Yeah, and it's still better than Messner. <laughs> okay, I disagree. So, all right. Well, we uh, so that's it for this episode. Or we're getting to, we're getting to the end of it. How long? I mean, we've been we've been here for a little bit, a little bit of time. Sure. Um, but we, uh, we want to thank Sports Channel 8 again for letting us use their studio. This is, uh, the music arc, uh, an arc of E production. Mm. Head out to thearcv.com to get content on music, movies, comics, and they just, um, at, at the time we're recording, they're about to upload their TV arc podcast. Wow. You need me to like add any additional content? Dude, I would love for you to add additional content. You can be whatever you want on this. They would they wow. would love some more. You can be a a, a non paid employee because we're all non paid employees. That's the way to do it. Oh, so you're like an intern, kind of. Yeah, well, I'm like an intern for the Archive who does half half the shit for him. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I'm really working my way up in the industry. You know, it's important to be an intern, and if you get an intern opportunity for a startup like this, you could probably get a lot of, you know, you could wear lots of hats, a lot of uh, indu- industry experience. When you say hats, you mean like physical hats? I already wear a lot of hats. So, no, like, it's a it's another idiomatic phrase that like is said when people have like a lot under their job description that they have to you know wear a lot of hats because they they do a lot of different things. Oh, it's like they've got a lot in their bowls. A lot in their bowls. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a thing. Yep. A lot, you're, you're spending a lot of bowls, spending a lot of cups. Oh, yep. Yep. Sometimes the bowls have cereal. Sometimes it's soup. Sometimes it's a different if, cereal. If you're, if you're spinning bowls with cereal in it, what cereal is in those bowls? What's, what are your top three cereal choices? For bowl spinning specifically. For bowl spinning. <laughs> so you're like. You, you probably want a cereal <laughs> with like some heavy. Like a little it's got to be a little bit of weight to it. Yeah. Something that'll like sog up the milk a little bit Ooh, too. Ooh, okay. Maybe like some crackling oat bran. <laughs> so yeah, you're getting real like really want some raisin bran in there really. I didn't say raisin bran. I said crackling oat bran. Why is that any different? I mean, it's I, I know oh. it's different. but <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sunshine. Raisin bran. And Cracklin' Oat Brand What's, don't even compare. Which one's better? Cracklin' Oat Brand by what, a thousand. What, what about when Raisin Brand came out and they did like the like two hundred percent more raisins? I mean that's great, but I don't like I don't like raisins, so that's not good, better for me. Cracklin' Oat Brand is a fairly unknown cereal, but it's delicious. What about and I like, recommend it. What about uh, Frosted Flakes? Great. Are you asking me for bowl spinning purposes or just whether or not I like Frosted Both. Flakes? Both. I think Frosted Flakes are delicious, first of all. Okay. Do you put... I know people will eat Frosted Flakes. Put more sugar on the Frosted Flakes. Absolutely not. Okay. I thought you were about to be like, absolutely. No. 100%. No. So, all right. Well, if you, if you want to tweet at Max, remember, ask him about his bowl spinning. Remember when Trix actually like took the shape of fruits? Yeah. It doesn't anymore. Or is, or is or we just no longer kids? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe now that we're adults, we just don't see the shapes. Yeah, I've not seen that meme floating around the inter interwebs. No. Yeah, holy cow! <laughs> just it's like when we can't hear the uh, the first <laughs> sleigh bell of Christmas anymore. Yeah, because you forgot you just don't believe in Santa anymore. Well, you've never believed in Santa. I, there was a time when I believed a little bit. Yeah, my dad is a Methodist. Okay, allegedly. But you guys, <laughs> you celebrate the Jewish religions way more than you celebrate. Yeah, there's more of them. Yeah, that's true. That's. Yeah, you're right. That's my Every fault. Every Friday night is Shabbat, man. Everyone? Not in my household, but yeah. It's, it's, Shabbat is just a fancy word for Friday evening oh, slash well. Saturday. Oh. Well, I'm learning so much. Thank you for opening my, my mind in so many different ways today. Your religion palette. If you want to talk to Max about what cereals he's spinning in bowls, tweet at him at Max Gongaware. It's exactly how it sounds. Yep. Oh, <laughs> if you can't figure I don't know. you got to be able to figure it out. You can um, also tweet at me about Ben Folds, what makes my Ben Folds, best of Ben Folds, uh, what do you call that, a playlist? Yeah, you can tweet uh, out, he'll tweet out his playlist. If so. you need some live tweets of Elon basketball games, I've got you covered. Oh yeah, you're doing a lot of that? Yeah, for SportsChannel8.com. Oh, thanks again for Sports Channel 8 for letting us be here. Thanks again um, to the Arc of E. Um, if you want to check them out, again, it's thearcofe.com or at the Arc of E or at the Arc of E Network. Just check them out at all of the Instagram Twitters, the Facebooks. Uh, if you want to tweet at Max again, that's at Max Gongaware. I am Sunshine Mayfield. You can tweet at me at Mr. Underscore Sun Underscore Shine. And that's it for us today. Max, you got anything else you want to wrap up with? Um, no. Why would you put me... like This is going to be a terrible outro now because you put me under the bus like this. It's not going to be a terrible outro. I'm going to play Jane for us to go out to. Why Jane? Because it's better than Lullaby. Mm. They're both great. We've already listened to some of this. Well, this is just our outro, so. Everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here soon. Or we'll see you another time.
I have both our mics muted right now. Though I guess we can still hear me. I don't know. I can, like, I can... Beacon? Ah! Yeah, that's recording. That shouldn't be the case. Want to retry this? My mic's muted. Now can you hear me? No. no. This whole time I thought I was Mike One. <laughs> All right, let's do that again.